This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the bye week, and this is Six Rings and Football Things, not the Cadillac's Crucial Clashes edition, because, well, there's no clashes this week unless you no believe clashes. your quarterback, your coach, and your owner are all clashing each other. Uh, like There's the, one uh, crucial Spider-Man. clash this week, and it's the the fact that they're all pointing at each other like Spider-Man saying, no, it's yep. your fault, no, it's your fault, no, it's your fault. Or it could be crucial crashes, and it's just the dynasty crashing into the earth and yes. creating a crater in Foxborough. I am Andy Hart. He is Mike Cadillac, weei.com. So in this bye week, as the Patriots are on their little um, mini vacation, mini break, I guess my one of my newfound favorite players, Jelani Tavai, is going to hit up Disney for the, uh, yes. the bye week. Says he's a Disney guy, never been, so... He'll enjoy that, I'm sure. It's the happiest place on earth. Why not? And you know, if you want to get rid of get rid of all that ails you in a two and eight football season, go to Disney. Yeah. And until you read the bill, you'll be happy and everything will be fun and great. Yeah, but even he, he's a professional football player, just signed That's a true. new two-year extension last That's year. He, he can afford Disney World. Little side note about Disney when I went with the family a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that wristband thing where you can charge everything to like your little yeah, plastic yeah. the magic watch. band. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Until like day two, when the lady at the front desk was like, could you please see us? And I'm like, "Uh oh, I was like, if that credit card's maxed out, we are porked because that's That's like a $20,000 limit. And she's like, no, we just we just warn you every time you go over. I forgot what it was like a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred bucks. And but I was like, that can't be maxed out. The credit card. I was going to say two two high schoolers running rampant around Disney World with magic bands on is no bueno for Mr. Yeah, I mean, because you do those things. They can add up. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So. But yes, Jelani Tavai, he's going to be happy. Bill Belichick, I don't know, is he ever happy? Is he looking for his next job? Maybe that makes him happy. So let's start there, Mike Cadillac, because we are going to do a State of the Union version look at the Patriots at 2-8 and eight through 10 games. Yep. Last place in the AFC, third overall pick, maybe going to be battling the Giants post-buy for that uh, top-of-the-draft type slotting. But let's start with the news of the week, as we always do here, when, even when we do the clashes. So the news of the week, I would say, is twofold. And we know that any great NFL team generally has two key factors, coach and quarterback. Forever, the Patriots had the best coach and the best quarterback. Yep. Now, they certainly don't have the best quarterback. They have Mac Jones, who everyone knows bottomed out on that throw in Germany when he was benched one score game with minutes to go. Something Mike Cadlick called a fireable offense for the other part of this equation, the head coach, Bill Belichick. So I want to start with, let's start with Mac, because you were at Gillette, Patriots Mm -hmm. held one practice. It appeared to me from afar, like they gave you guys a little larger window 
into team offense more than just like stretching and positional drills. Yep. And in that window, you saw Mac Jones with David Andrews and whatever you want to call that group. I know we get in trouble in training camp if we call them starters or first unit. Yeah. But he was with David Andrews. David Andrews is the captain and played every snap all season long. So I would call that the first team. What do you make of that? Because I think a lot of people were already expecting someone else to start against the Giants, which, spoiler alert, I'm still expecting somebody else to start against the Giants. This spoiler felt, alert, same. <laughs> this felt like a, I just get this cliche wrong, a dog and pony show, horse and pony show, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um, this reminded me of back in the day when there was questions about Julian Edelman and, and Rob Gronkowski, and they were on the field together stretching and high-fiving each other in front of the cameras. Yeah. Um, what did you make of Mac Jones being with the quote unquote ones? I think it's what you just said. It's for show. I think they, they don't want to blow this thing up out of proportion. I think it it's the same as what they did on Tuesday on our Patriots Monday on WEI, where they just sent Mac to the quarterback thing because, well, he was the starter last week and he's been the starter all year. Although he's not the starter. Why are we going to send Zappy to the interview? And why are we going to, show anybody that Zappy's behind center with Andrews because it's the bye week. And so right. I think you're right. I think it is posturing. I think them putting him out there for what we saw yesterday, which was, I want to call it, we saw 10 to 12 offensive reps and they were split equally between Mac Zappy and Will Greer. But the notable part was the offensive line. Like you mentioned, David Andrews was with Mac I believe James Ferentz was with Zappi, and then I think they went to like a mixture of Jake Andrews and whatever with Will Greer. And so um, the, the notable part was Mac was the quote-unquote starter to start practice uh, yesterday. So what does it mean? It means they're giving us something to write about so we don't keep questioning it all freaking week. And everybody's headlines yesterday, including mine on WEI.com, you can go check that out, was that Mac Jones was the starter from the lone practice on Wednesday. It was just a tune up. I'm sure they weren't out there long. I'm sure they I'm sure they haven't told the quarterbacks. Maybe they have, but I don't I have a hard time thinking that they actually know who's going to start come Giants week, which to me, I think that's kind of stupid. I think you need to name your starter. I think you need to know what's going to go on. I know that they don't play for another 10 days now or something like that, but get Zappy ready. Let Mac know that he's done and uh, get Will Greer ready to be a backup and potentially have to start as well. So start the mindset. I think they should probably tell them whether they have, we don't know, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, I think it was, it was posturing. It was just to give us some sort of, uh, I guess to not get the media cycle going anymore than it already has been around this team to just show us that, okay, Max still the guy for now. Yeah. So I want to add one little nugget, which I don't know if it's a nugget or not. It's something that I just noted. They put out the entire media schedule for the bye week and the post bye week, and they mm -hmm. do not include that players will talk next week, press conferences, that thing. But generally it says like three players, including Hunter Henry and Mac Jones. None of that yeah. was listed, which I think is intentional because I don't think PR mm -hmm. knows who's talking next week at the podium where generally the starting quarterback talks. Um, I also think I don't believe they've told any of the quarterbacks anything. I believe Bill Belichick loves to live in uncertainty with his football team, his players, his coaches, everybody. It's um, ridiculous. And, you know, he, he's not in his world. I think he doesn't believe he'll do a disservice because it's the bye week. Like whoever's starting will get the reps come next week when it is a game preparation week, the traditional build up to a game. And you just said 
that it sounds like you believe it can and will be Bailey Zappi. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's that's my opinion. I think what they did to Mac and the way they did that uh, last Sunday, I just feel like it's hard to then shove him back into the fold and be like, oh, no, you're fine, even though we didn't trust you for the last drive and we publicly humiliated you not only in front of America but in front of the entire world in Germany. Um, no, walk back out there. No, I think I think it's done for him. I think if if Bill Belichick is, I guess, smart, which I don't know if he is at this point in his career, but you know, if he's if he's gonna do, you know, what makes sense in this sort of line of what's gone on so far, I think you have to put Zappy out there. I think you have to change the quarterback after what you did in Germany. Okay, and and this is going to be the talking point until we see the Giants game, see who goes out there, takes the first snap. Hell, who takes the last snap? Because who knows how the game evolves right. against the Giants. Um, that could be a display of pretty piss poor quarterback play from both teams as they battle for a top pick. What do you think? Andy, I, so there's part of me that has been on the Will Greer, the devil, I don't know bandwagon, but then Mm -hmm. I look at Will Greer's career and I'm like, he's older than Patrick Mahomes. When he did start five years ago, he sucked. And I know he had the Dallas third preseason game, but like as a, whatever, six year veteran, you should Mm -hmm. probably do really well against what my old friend Paul Perlow says are guys that are going to working at Johnny's car wash the following week. Right. Um, yeah, right. I I don't want Mac. I think Zappy stinks. Cunningham, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm still not sure if he's even a quarterback. I don't. You can't start Malik Cunningham. Yeah. So <laughs> I think by process of elimination for me, it's Will Greer. And I fully admit mm-hmm. that a quarter in, I might be like, "Wow, Will Greer is worse than Zappy. These guys all suck. I hate watching all yeah. of this kind of thing." Um, it's terrible. yeah. I think they'll start Zappy. I want them to, st- or I think they should start Will Greer. That's kind of where I'm like, I don't think they'll put Greer in yet, but I think that we've seen enough from Mac and Zappy as to where you're right. The devil, I don't know. Yeah. Throw Will Greer out there. See what happens. You got seven games left. The wins and losses don't matter anymore, which we'll get to in the, the state of the Patriots. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, give the kid a shot, right? And then the the other aspect I keep throwing in, it's not ridiculous. I, I agree with everything you said about Mac. You kind of, cut him off at the knees you kind of ended it I think a lot of people mm-hmm. believe that even ex-players that we've heard in the media are like wow you that that was the end you you can't put him back that thing but then you also realize he's the only quarterback on the roster who hasn't been cut this year the rest you put out there and didn't give a rat's ass about you just said anyone who wants these guys Bailey Zappi you want him you take him all of them have been available for anybody right. to take now obviously <laughs> there were no takers because they're not that good um so if you're really putting your best 11 out there, haven't you told the world all year long that Mac Jones is the best quarterback you have, whether whether he sucks yeah. or not, whether he's broken or not? And, you know, Curran said this on TV when I did TV with him, like he did go 15 of 20. He did get you in the red zone multiple times in order to throw hellaciously bad passes toward the right. Colts. Like, I just I, I don't know. It, it's a terrible situation. They've mismanaged it. We knew they mismanaged it in Vegas when Malik Cunningham was the backup and everything they did there. Like Bill Belichick said of the Colts pre Andrew Luck draft pick when Manning got hurt, that they were irresponsible in the way they handled the quarterback position. I think his word could be used to describe these Patriots. I think there's been an irresponsible manager. Bill Belichick said that. Oh yeah, he called it irresponsible. Well, I don't remember that? Because remember wow. they. They had like Curtis Painter. Then they signed yeah. what's his the old Whitehurst, uh, right? Yeah, it Charlie was like a, it was a debacle. 
I think this yeah. has been as irresponsible or more so, or actually more irresponsible, oh, yeah. probably. Um, so I don't have a definitive answer. I can tell you this. The quarterback that starts against the Giants will not be a good quarterback. That's the only thing I can definitively say. He will That's not fair. be good. Okay. So the quarterback part of it. What about the coaching part of it? Because we had, I want to be careful here, the Dan Orlovsky um, conjecture, report, rumor mongering, passing on of hearsay. He was talking. Yeah. Dan O was Everything. just talking like he does. So, yeah. But this is like the third um, log on the, the fire of Bill Belichick's departure it was florio oh there's already word that the washington team's gonna trade for him then there was the really loose diana russini like i'm hearing that people are pre predicting a parting of the ways a mutual parting of the ways then orlovsky says yeah i'm hearing a lot of that and i'm actually hearing that the landing spot has already been decided yep so do you believe this is this just rumor do you believe there is smoke attached from a fire here and what do you make of all this? Because I think it's, I think it's awful. Like I wrote this on the website. If I'm a player, mm -hmm. I would be so lost, like confused. Mm -hmm. Like we have seven games left, and you're gonna stand up there and tell me I need to do X, Y, and Z, and I need to be a professional, and I need to put it on the line. And you're already maybe have another job lined up somewhere else. Right. I don't know how I could take Bill Belichick seriously, and it almost doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Because we know the players are all over social media. We know they know all this stuff. They don't ignore the noise. They hear it. Oh, no, they hear it. And if yeah. you're a player and you're like, wait a minute, Florio said it, Rossini, like all these names that I'm familiar with are saying Bill's already gone. Bill's already got a new job lined up. I think they have a major problem there. So what's your spin on this whole Belichick could be elsewhere and already has it lined up thing? Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a, I guess I have a lot of thoughts on it because, we, you know, Peter King as well said something. Uh, Albert Breer said that it's been talked in league circles for over a year now. So, like, this is not just – this isn't just Dan Orlovsky who says he's not a reporter just throwing stuff onto the Pat McAfee show. Right. It's much more than that. Right. And so, I do. I think the strings are already being pulled behind the scenes. I think Belichick is gone. I don't think he's going to be here next season. Um, I think – I don't know if he already has his next destination completely planned out, but I think he has ideas. Um, I think the talks have already – almost definitely happened because these wouldn't these prominent trustworthy NFL insiders and reporters wouldn't just float this. And it was one thing when it was Florio, which we talked about it a few weeks ago yep. during commanders week, because even Florio says it himself. I'm not really a reporter. I just hear things and I try and make sense of them. But when it comes from Rossini and it comes from Peter King, these all these people are plugged in. So they know what they're talking about. Having said that, the effect on the locker room, I think, is major. I'm completely with you. And I read your read your thing yesterday about Belichick now has a credibility problem because he's supposed to go up there and say, week by week, best for the football team. Let's go get a win. I'm locked in here. I love my job here. All this stuff that he says. And clearly, he already is looking way past not only next week, but way past week 17 and beyond. And so... It's tough. It's got to be tough for, you know, guys like you mentioned, like a Kyle Duggar who's in a contract year and trying to get his. And even Trent Brown and Josh Uche were even like Mac Jones, right? Who Bill Belichick is sitting there, you know, uh, embarrassing him on national TV. And he's like, dude, you're just as checked out as I am. You're just as bad as I am at this point. Like this season's done. And so uh, they're in a bad spot. And it they're, they're two and eight. Everybody's checked out. 
as much as Jelani Tavai, and I commend him for it, and he's one of my um, – I was very wrong on him last season. I thought that he was going to be cut in training camp. I thought he couldn't play, and he has completely – like blown me away in that regard, not only on the field, but off the field, the way he talks, the way he speaks. And yesterday in the locker room, he said like, look, I, I don't like, we're all still locked in and yeah. And they have to say that they're not going to sit in the locker room and say, Oh yeah, we're thank God the bye weeks here. Cause we stink and we got to come back right. and we're, but like still, no, it's, it's, it's hard for them not to be checked out. And I, I think you're right. I think with Belichick now checked out as well, um, there's a real chance that this continues to spiral and leaks continue to come out and we keep hearing more things. Uh, Andrew Callahan yesterday reporting that the locker room's out on Mac. And these are the things that never happened here when it was lock and key. Everybody's in lockstep. We're winning football games. And now it's like everybody's loose lipped and it's only going to get worse from here. That That's what I feel. And I think that Belichick, the one who always wants to keep it lock and key, and he's always been, this is the locker room. Everything stays in is now doing things that are rumor mongering and letting everything get out. So it's, it's a credibility problem and it's hypocritical from the top down. Well, I've always thought there's been a hypocrisy to Bill Belichick's program. And I thought the, always the, the classic example was no one knows about my contract. No one knows how much money I make, but you need to take a pay cut. Oh wait, right. You can be the highest paid coach in football. You can look out for yourself and make sure you are making more than Sean Payton and Pete Carroll, but I'm not supposed to be the highest paid receiver in football. How is that fair? And like, I always right. thought that was one of his great um, power moves or whatever was keeping his contract so tight lipped. Cause I think he realized the hypocrisy of it all and the, the, the course he was setting one, right. one final question here before we get into your mid season state of the Patriots. We didn't talk about the third critical aspect of a team, which is the owner. The, mm -hmm. You saw the owner in the locker room the other day, and I would I would like to get your thought on the owner's um, role in all of this because there are some that believe the owner has been very uh, tied in with the quarterback. He said publicly, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan. Some people think he pushed for the draft pick maybe back in 21. But also in regards to Belichick, so let's just go with the Orlovsky thing, like there's been some sort of discussions where Belichick is next year. Are those mm -hmm. Belichick discussions or are those craft discussions? Because it's been pretty much Loctite reported that Bill's under contract for next year. So if I'm Robert Kraft and I am not maneuvering behind the scenes, if I haven't done a deal with Washington, you know, we'll trade you Bill as soon as the season ends. If I'm just reading that Bill already has a new home, I say, well, I don't say this because I'm old and I don't think you mess with karma over my dead body. Like, yeah. whoa, 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 Bill. Um, no, no, no. You're under contract. So I would, I said, I would suspend him. If I had no talks with anybody and I heard these reports, I would suspend Bill Belichick. I would treat him like JC Jackson and I would say, go the F home and we'll figure this out later. So where do you think Robert lies in all this Belichick, Mac, future of the franchise stuff? That's a good point about Robert. Like if he, if he is hearing this and he is not tied into it. Right. What the heck are you doing under my nose in my building right. in this place? Yeah. So with that being said, I think Robert's involved. <laughs> I think that they have this thing. I think they're still in lockstep and they might realize that it's the end and we've worked together. We've had a working relationship and whatever. And let's find your new destination. Let's make this peaceful for the sake of what we've built here with us two and Tom over the last 20 years. And let's make this as peaceful as possible because as bad as it is now, 
we did have some good. And so that's why I think that Robert might be in the building. We saw him yesterday or two days ago. He was there yesterday as well. Um, interesting that he does it during media portions. I heard Jones and Mego talking about that. Yep. And Mego was saying that they, you know, they allot 45 minutes and she's been down here before. And so um, just that it's interesting that they trot him out there when we're there and we can then report it. And so he knows what he's doing. They all know what, what's going on here. Um, but no, I think Robert's probably involved if, if that's the case, because I think he would be pretty, pretty upset if, if all of a sudden these things are coming and it's like, well, what the hell you, you are under contract. So I think the floating of the contract was probably at this point, a mixture of Belichick and Kraft kind of letting it be known. And so, it, it's just unraveling in front of them, which it's, it's crazy. It's, it really is insane to me. And I've said it probably the last three or four weeks on this show that this is the Patriots we're talking about in 2023 because of how, again, of how tight lipped and how in lockstep and how we do it better and different than everybody, every other franchise and the Patriot way. And we're professional and we win championships. It is all, completely unraveling in front of not only our eyes but their eyes as well so um to answer your question i think Bel robert's probably involved and they're going to get this thing done and there's no imminent suspension because he and bill are on the same page that it's over let's find you a new home um it's interesting that you bring up like you're surprised that this is the way the patriots look and like they were once so airtight and great well mm -hmm. i would say very simply a simple phrase losing is undefeated when losing hits, it's like water. Oh, yeah. It's like water. You know, yeah. they say like water can't be stopped, like the power of water, like flooding yeah. and the Grand Canyon. That was a Brady thing for a while. He did like be water, my friend, yeah. or whatever that. Yeah. Losing is undefeated. When you lose, it tears, it wipes out everything in its path. Like yeah. it, it's just any level, it, like bad things pop up. With yeah. It seeps into yep. everything. Just yep. like winning cures all, losing ruins all and losing mm -hmm. is ruining the Patriots. Last real quick. I did want to get you on the record and I don't need a long explanation necessarily. Okay. Where will Bill Belichick be next year? The Chargers. That seems to be the Gary Myers. I know he had the long tweets, which by yeah. the way, Gary, it's Twitter. What are we doing with the long tweets? Send me to a blog, get some clicks for somebody, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, they make the most sense on paper. And I don't care about yeah. Bill likes the beach. Like, it's a team that is Brady like in that it could be ready to win. You have just they're ready to win talent. They have a top five quarterback. Right. Yeah. And and on both sides of the ball, great players on defense. Like, you don't think Bill would love to work with Derwin James and like as the Swiss Army knife in that defense, those types of guys. So yeah. I, and I think and I think, and I know you didn't want the long explanation. Okay. We'll get to this. I kind of started it. Go ahead. No, just Josh McDaniels is a free agent. Mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels is good at working with quarterbacks. I don't care what anybody says about him as a head coach. He stinks as a head coach and he can't gravitate, but under Bill Belichick, he's still a good offensive play caller. He's still a good guy to get quarterbacks going. So Kellen Moore leaves, probably takes a head coaching job elsewhere when Brandon Staley gets fired. Yep. Um, and then you get Josh in there to work with Justin Herbert, and then you go win a Super Bowl. And Josh gets to like maybe beat the Raiders twice a year with Bill as yeah. the boy. Like, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's kicking? Who? So, so, that's interesting because Robert and company and ownership then becomes the P if, if for whatever reason, Belichick leaves and succeeds and they go in a Super Bowl in LA, how bad does Robert look to let them both go? And then they both go in a Super Bowl elsewhere but when they could have just been here 
through 2023 or whatever year it is now. But not as bad. And I know a lot of people are on like the Cowboys are a possibility. I don't think Robert would let Jerry Jones win with Bill Belichick. I fair. I don't. I, and I know some people are like, oh, that's the NFC, though. Maybe. Well, that also makes it easier because the NFC is the inferior conference, at least on paper. Um, right. So that's why I put the Chargers ahead of someplace like Dallas, because I think Robert has always had this frenemy thing with the Jones family. And I don't think he wants yeah. them to get back in sort of the uh, dynasty greatness world of Super Bowls. America's team. Yeah, with Bill thing. Belichick yeah. pulling the strings. So 